Shelby Drive, people. We're over here on Shelby Drive. 901, 909. It's 915. Shelby, Shelby Queens. Poor start to the to the old podcast but you know you sometimes you try you say i'm gonna start with a song and then the song pops in your head and then you're like i don't know the words don't know the words to this 901 905 shall be drive look alive look alive people look alive out there you know on the streets look left look right look up look down look left again because that's where you get hit from the left from the left hand side people 905 left hand side. Don't forget to check out the left hand side when you're crossing the busy intersection of Sunset and La Cienega. 901, Chevy Bye, oh Jesus. Oh, you gotta take a pill. Just forgot. Just forgot. Welcome to the podcast. What is this? Number 87, Great Old Podcast with me, Marquez. Woo, we're back, back in the game. Was there one? Oh, we left it delayed last week. Sorry, people. Taking a pill because I was sick. I was goosed. 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 I was goosed. No joke, I was goosed. Kind of weird goose, though. I like it how that sounded like goose, though. Hey, it's goose, though. It's a little French friend, Gusto. Hello, Gusto. Where's Giuseppe? Where's Giuseppe? Maybe Gusto's Italian. Maybe this is an Italian accent. Giuseppe, where's Gusto? Where is a Gusto? There is a man named Gusto. I'm looking for Gusto. I'm Giuseppe. He is from my city in, in, in Italy, Bari. Hello, Giuseppe. It is me, Gusto. I was pretty Gusto. Jesus, I was Goosed. My stomach was in bits. Nine oh five. Look alive. I was I was lucky to be alive. People, I was lucky to be alive. Lucky to be alive. I've had like a dubious stomach for probably three weeks, and uh, I don't know what was wrong with it. Here's what I think happened. I heard or someone was like, "You should, you know, red wine is good for you." And I was like, "Ah, oh, maybe I should have some red wine. You know, keep the heart pumping, keep it flowing." get healthy alcohol get the get the healthy alcohol time to time to be healthy and i don't think so i drink a drink and then i'd have some red wine too and i'm like this is healthy as if the red wine was milk or water i'm like oh this is a healthy choice i'm making with my lifestyle so then i'd like two nights of drinking red wine i can't think of what else i did differently but Jesus, after that, stomach was in bits. It's like bloated, cramping, nausea. I was like, am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? What's happening here? I could only lie down, dizzy. It was free-flowing. It was clogged up. It was all sorts of disaster zones. Then we ran the road in New York, around Jersey, Philadelphia, I was like, ah, oh, maybe it's just dodgy as funk because we're traveling. Red wine followed by traveling. You know how it goes. You know that saying, travel before beer. Don't fear. Travel with wine. Oh, you're going to be lying down. Down like the dog that you are. So I was lying down like a dog. It was goose though. 
Jeez, I couldn't get over how like I'd wake up, get up, be like, ah, oh, it's too goosed. I have to lie down in the bed, lie on my left hand side, and just pray the nausea went away. And I was like, if this is what it's like to be pregnant, then fuck me. Actually, don't fuck me. I don't want to get pregnant. You know it's coming. The science is coming when men are going to be starting popping out the babies. Oh, it will be brutal. Gusto. Cousin of Giuseppe. From the little town of Barry, all the way in Italy. <coughs> yeah, but it was so goose. My stomach is always dubious. Like sometimes, because I don't eat cakes and unhealthy, so I won't eat like chips or french fries, as they call them here. I annoy people with the way I eat because they're like, come on, just have some cake. And you're like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to. And they're like, come on, just try some of this. I don't know. Onion rings were like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. But then I, so I used to start telling people, oh, I can't eat it because I'm lactose intolerant. And then I was like, what if I am lactose intolerant? Because people would be like, oh, is it gluten? Is it gluten that's hurting your stomach? Is it lactose? Are you one of those things that you make fun of? And I'm like, oh, Jesus, maybe I am. So I started drinking milk without lactose. And that kind of helped the heartburn. And you're just there like, oh, am I going to get sick? What's happening? I think never had it before. I, was, I have a dodgy stomach, but never like, that's just from booze and feeling queasy. I'm a queasy man. If you saw me de- walking down the street, you'd be like, look at this queasy motherfucker. Who is this queasy man with the woman's hair? Who is she, he? Who is she, he? So I feel to say a lot when they see me. Who is she, he? Whom is this she he? And I'm like, I'm a he. Just with she hair. I'm a he with she hair. That's what I like to tell people. I'm a he with she hair. I'm a he she hair. Um, what was I? Queasy? Oh, yeah. So it's always dubious. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going to the doctor. It's just a hangover. And then it was dodged for ages. And I was like, should I go to the doctor? But then I was like, they're just going to say take Tums. Took Tums. Took that other pink shit that you take. What's it called? Pepto-Bismol. Not really working. It was just like holding it together. Just grasping it like this, like the last few fingertips holding my hopes and dreams together. Clinging for dear life like a fat man in a pair of jeans that are about to rip. That was me and my stomach holding my hopes and dreams together. Keeping it all okay so I could go do gigs and stand up and survive just long enough. And then I'd have to go home because I'd say, oh, Christ, people, there is a storm brewing. There's a storm brewing in my belly. I got to go home. I have to be near the comfort of my own home bathroom. Otherwise, I'll be stranded out here in an island. I'll be stuck in a Starbucks shitty bathroom for one to two hours. And God only knows, I don't want to be in here. This is where the homeless people do their heroin and their crack and their meth. So I'd scuttle off home and time and time again, I'd make it home just in time, just in time, just in time. And then I'd be in the bathroom for two hours and then I'd go lie down. 
And I'd say, oh, my stomach. And then last week it was like that. And I was like, oh, I have to go to the doctor. But I don't like going to the doctor here. First, because it's a lot of money. And it's also a bit of a waste of money. Because last time I went, there was something wrong with my mouth. And it was when I was moving, I had some allergic reaction to something. And the doctor was just like, "Um, yeah, you'd be grand. Just take some of these. And he like just told me I could buy and I was like I can buy them anyway at least give me some antibiotics and he was like nah you'll be grand you'll be grand and I was like so I just wasted money I keep thinking of opportunity costs too when I go to the doctor I'm like alright how much is the doctor going to be $150-$200 hmm, how many t-shirts could I buy with that that's what I think I think how many t-shirts what kind of if I could buy a t-shirt and that t-shirt will fill the hole in, vo- in the void inside of me is that better than going to the doctor just to be told I'll be grand get these um, take some NyQuil and some DayQuil and you're like wait you, you're charging me and I'm okay they're like yeah I'll be grand and then at the time he was like yeah I'll be grand I was like ah my mouth's kind of messed up and he was like well try this over the counter and I took something and it made my mouth worse and then he'd give me painkillers or antibiotics and that made it worse again and then I had to get another antibiotic so I'm like I can't even trust these dodgy doctors are they just prescribing pills what's going on what's happening here doctors so I didn't go last week my buddy was like I actually had that thing with your stomach that's dodge and I have some um antibiotics do you want them and then i said oh sure i'll take them i'm putting every other kind of fucking drug into my body to cure it give me some extra strong ones give me the antibiotics what are they called cypro i'll take them so he gave them to me like a street dealer went down at our buddy's party he was having the party in the bar, and I showed up, and he handed me a little bag full of uh, antibiotics. That's what America is like. You're doing a drug drop-off, but it's for to save it's to save your life. It's to save your soul. And I took them, and that got rid of the anti-queasiness. And I wasn't as goosed, but I was still burning like a heartburn. Oh, the burn was inside me. Oh, it was inside, and it was fucking awful. You're just standing there, and you're just like, ah. Oh. People come up, and they're like trying to talk to you, and they're like, I don't want to talk to you. My heart is burning. And they're like, oh, are you in love? And you're like, get the fuck away from me, unless you've got Pepto-Bismol. And then it kind of fixed itself. So here I am, back finally, and the first time in almost a month, and I don't feel like I'm carrying a water balloon in my stomach. So that's nice, that's a positive, that's a plus. We made people, we pull on through to the other side. And I, I didn't go to the doctor and I bought myself a nice t-shirt. It was my birthday, so I said I'll splash out. And I wasn't going to splash out in the doctor. So I splashed out and I got a nice t-shirt. So as it stands, it's all win-win. Win-win. So far, so good. It's funny when you're like sick, you're like, you're like health is my wealth that is a true saying please god then you start praying you're like please god i know it's been a bit it's been a while god but uh you know if you can just make me make me be okay god i swear to god god i swear to you god if you could just make me if, if you can just see see me through this one god i promise i'll i'll do better I promise you that, God. Here it goes. Now, I promise I'll uh, be nicer and be better and uh, I'll phone home more and I'll um, 
I'll make sure to say thank you to all the bus drivers and um I'll uh I'll give homeless people some money. I won't lie and say I've no change and um I'll be I'll be a better person. I'll read more books. I'll uh, I'll engage with people. I'll ask them how are you, and I'll pretend to listen, but I, I I won't walk away. Please God, if you can just help me through this one, I promise this I will be better as a human being. God, if you can just keep me going till I'm a hundred and five. Hundred and five shall be drive. Then you you have a little song which is you're like nine oh five nine oh five Shelby Drive please Jesus keep me alive for Shelby Drive I don't know I remember seeing this guy before and he uh, in Ireland it's it's hilarious how like Irish superstitions they stick with you they're very deep they're like harpies they never go away uh, and then this guy he was like i used to touch wood all the time touch wood tap my head and touch wood tap my head three times touch wood three times before uh for like a test or if you felt sick touch wood tap your head touch wood that you're like saying texting jesus you're like hey jesus touch wood tap tap hook me up hook me up with some uh some goodness please um touch touch tap tap if you can tap 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 me up and it was pretty superstitious and pretty stupid but you know that's how it goes because god looks out for you and that's how it is in ireland but then i saw this guy and he tap his tongue three times and then he tap we were at a bar and he was like tapping his tongue and then tapping the wood bar and he was my f- friend of a friend. I was like, what the hell is he doing? What's this fucking nut job doing? And he's like, oh, he's just superstitious. That's what he does. And I was like, that's fucking stupid, isn't it? And he was like tapping it three times. Then he tapped the wood three times. Then he tapped his tongue twice. And then he tapped the wood twice. And then he tapped it once. And then he tapped it once. And I was like, that's dumb. And then next week or maybe a couple of weeks later, I was having exams. And what do you think I started doing? I started touching my head. Then I tapped. The wood, and then I tap my tongue. I tap my tongue three times. Mm-mm-mm. Tap the wood. Mm-mm-mm. Tap it twice. Mm-mm. And then instead of doing that once, I do it four times maybe. Three, two, one. One, two, three. Three, two, one. One, two, three. Three, two, one. Until I felt like, all right, I've put in the time, God. I've asked you for your help by doing tapping, tap, tap, tapping. So if you can like hook me up now with these exams that I've studied for, but you know if you can make sure I get the right questions for the essays that I've learned tennis. I used to be able to learn essays, like ten ten A four pages word for word. I could just learn. So I was like, if that comes up, I have it nailed. So I'd be like, so come on, God, deliver me the questions that I want. And then time and time again, I'd be acing the exams, and I put it all down to me tapping wood. With my tongue and whatnot. So that's dumb and I keep doing it. I don't do it as much these days, but sometimes in the cold of night when I'm getting the sweats and the hangover withdrawals are kicking in and the fear surrounds me like a mist, like a fog, like a gaggle of women. 
that's when I say, I'm at my lowest point, and I say, God, hook me up. Pull me through this hangover. My stomach is in bits. Don't let it be. Stomach aids. Please, God, help me. Help me, and I will help you back. Please, God. Please, Jesus. Please, God. And then you get your results back. Or if I do, like, if you get a sex checkup too, you're like, God, just don't be AIDS. And then they'd come back and be like, oh, you got the all clear. And then you're like, oh, fuck yeah. And then you're like, I'm going to celebrate by sticking my willy in a fucking pothole. I'm going to pump a pothole because my penis is clean. And I don't have AIDS. I'm going to have sex with the floor. And God is like, hey, 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 buddy. Remember uh, you were praying to me and you said if you were to do that, you'd be a better person and all of that. And then you were like, and then you forgot about me. And I'd just be like, oh, sorry, God. Thanks for that, buddy. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back when I need you. I'll be back. But I'm going to go be a fuck again. And God is like, you motherfucker. Oh, the coffee rambles kicked in halfway through that gibberish. I remember I was young. I did have a dodgy stomach from, like, knee-high to a duck. Oh, a knee-high to a duck from a young age. Uh, when did it? it was, like, dodge, dodge. But this one time, I was like, what happened? Oh, I just started getting sick. I'd say I was about 13, maybe 14. This is what happened before it. It was like a Sunday and my stomach was feeling dodge. And then I was hanging out with my buddy Jonathan and we were at the local shopping centre, Dun- Douglas Shopping Centre, whatever it was called. The mall, as they say in America. And there was these pikeys, knackers, fucking dopes. Just two young guys just looking for fights. That's all. They were there. It was all families and people shopping. And these two guys were going around looking for fights. And you never fight a pikey. Because they'll never fucking stop. And they always have older brothers who might stab you. So these two pikeys came up to me. And Jonathan, they're like, yeah, you fucking faggots. Fucking queers. Fucking spitting. One guy tried to spit at Jonathan. We were just like, oh, this is great. This is a nice Sunday for the lads. Nice, handy. And these guys, yeah, fucking, we'll fucking come out and fight you. We'll fucking fight you. Just knackers. Oh, they were fucking annoying. And one guy threw a bottle at Jonathan. We were like, all right, what's going on? And then they left. And then we were walking outside. And they ran past us. And they both, I don't know how they pulled it off. They're like, one guy jumped off a chair. And he jumped into the air. And he, like, punched Everybody punched Jonathan. The other guy punched me in the face and then they ran away. But they like got us with good punches and we were just like, fuck. All right. This is a pikey zone at the moment. Let's get out of pikey town. And I remember going home. I'm like, all right, look, my stomach is dodge as is. I didn't want to be around the pikeys. I was like, all right, my stomach is dodgy anyway. 
It's queasy and these knackers trying to fight us. And we weren't fighters back in the day. We were just two lovely boys. I had lovely spiky hair. I was probably wearing a turtleneck. I was probably wearing white jeans, trying to be stylish, cruising the shopping center for women. And these pikeys trying to fight us. So I went home and I was like, oh, my stomach is dodged. And then the next morning it was like school. And I was like, ah. Oh. Stomach is dodged. And then I started puking. And then for about two weeks straight, I didn't stop puking. Puking, puking. Pie hooking. As they would say, if this was Street Fighter, I was pie hooking. And it was like, went to the doctor. The doctor was like, oh, I don't know what it is. Give him some seven up, some flat seven up. And I was like, all right, I don't think that's going to work, doctor. But I'm sure, at least like the doctor in Ireland, if you go in and they're like, I don't know what it is, go on, sure, come back. And if it's bad next time, then I'll charge you. That might be wrong, but I think that's true. So the doctor's like, no, I don't know, he'll be grand. Just give him some, feed him some bread, some toasts. They like to fill up in bread in Ireland. Here's bread. Bread is for poor people. Fill up. Fill up your insides with bread. Soak it all up and have some 7-Up and some Tenora. Tenora is a local drink in Cork. It's orange or tangerine. Tangerine, that's what it is. It's unreal. So they basically tell you, eat eat, eat bread and uh, have some crackers and some tea and some diet fizzy drinks or some flat fizzy drinks. But kept puking and I couldn't... It got to the point, this is manky, but I was like getting... My puke was black because the insides of my stomach has been ripped apart because there was nothing in my stomach i couldn't keep it down if i put anything into my mouth it would just pop back out blop just popping out and there was nothing coming out the other side it was just all puke pukey mac goosed i was goosed though i was goosed from a young age and eventually they were just like all right he's got to the doctor he's got the hospital because he needs to get a drip. He needs to be put on a drip. Drip is. I'm a very drippy man. Dripping at the time, and I was dripping then too. So I'm dripping. I'm at the hospital, dripping. Remember, there was a guy next to me. He was like an old man at the hospital. The hospital was old too. It felt like a convent or something. I think it was the hospital that I was born in. And I was like, is this where I'm going to die? Is this where I'm going to die when I'm about 14 years old? I, I was born here, God, and I'm going to die. And I'm going to die in this place because I can't stop puking. And they kept giving me medicine. It was like syrup and stuff. And that was just making me worse. So I, the minute they gave it to me, I just blah, straight away, blah, straight away, blah. Run to the bathroom, blah. And I remember the dude next to me, this old man, and he just kept shitting himself over and over. And I was just like, ah, oh, the smell. God, it was horrendous. And then some dude over across the way, I think he like came in with a full head of hair. And then I woke up the next morning, he they shaved all his hair. And you're like, what's going on? What's going on? And I was just lying in hospital and just wasting away. I think I was like a week in hospital. Doctors coming in. A lot of Indian doctors, I remember. They just come in and they'd cup my, my little balls and they'd say cough. And, I'd, ah! and then they'd say, give him more syrup. That night I couldn't sleep because I'd just be lying around all day and the nurses would be like, 
come for a walk and I'd go walk around with these elderly nurses and be like, you're nice. And they'd be like, do you want some warm milk? That'll make you sleep. And I'd say, I know that's a lot of harsh shit, but you know what? I'll take some. I'll take some, sister, sister Nancy. Because I think they were convents or nuns, whatever it was called. I'll take some, sister Nancy. Give me the warm milk medicine. And then eventually there was like, oh, eventually I just kind of stopped puking. They never found out what was wrong with me. Never. Which was odd. They were just like, okay, he's he stopped getting sick. We think he's getting better. You'd be like, that's it. And they're like, yeah, you can go home. Then I went home. Then I went to the doctor a few more times. I had cramps in my stomach. And then eventually, it just went away. That was it. They never told me what made me so goosed. So that was odd. That was odd. I thought I was on my deathbed. Thought I was at the hospital, the hospice. I remember I used to think hospice meant a nice hospital. Hosp is hospital nice. Oh, it's a hospice. Didn't know that's where he went to die. I thought that was like an upgrade. They told me one day, your granddad's in hospice. I was like, oh, good for him. Good for him. I didn't realize we had the money. Didn't realize we had the money to upgrade him. Andy, Andy, he's getting a better time. I wonder if he's getting massages over there now in the hospice. But then my own, my stomach just cured itself. Sometimes it's still dodge, still dodge. Nine of five, look alive. And now we're back again, people. It's cured itself then, and it's cured itself now. I wonder if people don't dudes who don't, don't like going to the doctor in case they're like, you're gonna die, and you're like, what? I wasn't. I meant to be immortal. What's going on, people? I meant to never die. That's what men think in their mind. I can't be I can't be sick. Because that means I'm weak. That means I'm not a real man. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm rocked to the core. At least, I think, dodgy stomach no more. Thank Jesus. I've just been eating shakes and stuff. Because people were kept being like, uh... Um... Oh, it's something you're eating. It's something you're eating. I'm like, I'm not eating anything different. Bear wine. But I stopped that. And then I realized if I just have, like, protein shakes with fruit and all that crap, that was the only thing keeping my stomach sane. And I wasn't hungry because it was so queasy. And then at my show Friday night... People were coming up to me and they're like, oh, you look amazing. Wow, you look great. Have you lost weight? And you're like, what? And you're like, yeah, you know, I didn't want to say anything. People actually said this to me. They're like, I didn't want to say anything. You look kind of fat. You look kind of fuller. You look kind of fat. Like bigger. Like chubbier. Like fat. But now you look great. You lost the weight. What, what have you been doing? Hot yoga? And you're like, I've been sick. And they're like, oh, lucky you. That's what people think in LA. They're like jealous if you're sick because you get to lose weight and they don't. And they'll say, oh, you look amazing. What have you been up to? And you'll be like, oh, I've been sick for three weeks. Three weeks of sickness. And they're like, oh, lucky you. Your food poisoning. Wow, you look tremendous. You look unreal. And then I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you for that weird compliment. But I suppose at the end of the day, you were saying I look stunning. So I'll take it and I'll run with it. And now I look gaunt and lovely. 
And that's that's how I, in case you see me and you're like, wow, you look unreal. What have you been doing different? Uh, not eating. That's what I've been doing differently. Not eating too much. But now I'm back. I'm back eating. Can't wait to get fat again. I thought I was getting muscular. Was I wrong? Oh, boy, was I wrong. I was just getting more bloated looking. Handy. Dodgy stomach. I remember before, too. Did you ever have sex with dodgy stomach? Ages ago. Dubious stomach. But, you know, you can't turn down sex, really, now, can you? You never know when it'll dry up. You never know when it'll dry up. Like a woman's vagina, she listens to this podcast. It'll dry up, and she'll be like, well, that's gone. I said I check out his podcast, and now it's turning me off for life. Turning me off completely. Um, but I remember having sex with a dodgy stomach ages ago, and I just remember being like, "I wonder if I'm going to shit myself. I wonder I shouldn't do this position or that position. Let's just lay here like a starfish. Let's do the normal position, the usual, the old Marquez special. I like to call it. You lay there like a starfish." Turn your head to the side and you look dead eyed. That's my preferred sexual position. Dead eyed, head to the side, starfished. All night, all night long, babies. All night long, ladies. Why did I say babies? I don't know. I meant to say ladies. Sounds weird. Sounds like I was having some sexual perverted thoughts in my head, but I wasn't. I meant to say ladies. I've been jokingly calling people, oh, babe. In oh, I hate in LA people are calling each other babe the whole time babe oh babe baby babe and they've just met each other and the dude is insecure and he wants a woman in his life and he thinks if he starts calling her babe she'll be like ah, I'm his babe and you're like you know each other for two days you don't like each other I like in LA dudes will say stuff like I heard this dude was trying to like get this girl to give him a chance or not break up with him or like um being like, come on, I'm a nice guy. And then he he said a line like, come on, you don't want a, a nice, you don't want a nice old guy like, a nice old Oscar winner guy like me? Babe, I've won an Oscar. As if though to be like, babe, you might never get a chance to to be with an Oscar winner anymore, babe. Babe, I've, I've, I'm an Oscar. I'm an Oscar, babe. I'm an Oscar. I'm an Oscar. Uh, and they keep saying, I'm an Oscar. And then it transforms to, I'm an Oscar. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I'm a motherfucking asshole, babe. That's what I'm trying to say this whole time. I'm an asshole. But I've been hiding it behind this nice guy. Do you know what I hate, too? I hate dudes that text um, that smiley face with the closed eyes smiling. And it's got the red cheeks. That smug fucking face of, I'm a nice guy. When you really are like, I'm a fucking prick. I'll fool you. But deep down, I'm a prick. Deep down, I am a prick. Um, what else has been going Oh, I had an audition last week with a dubious stomach. Oh, it was fun. It was so hot. I had to dress. It was like for a Lincoln commercial. Lincoln, Lincoln commercial with Matthew McConaughey. There's all these good-looking people outside. A lot of Japanese-looking dudes. And I was like, huh, everyone here else is Japanese looking for this audition. I wonder if I'll get it. And then Matthew McConaughey walked into the room and he said, Hey, get this motherfucker out of here. He's too stunning. And they asked me to leave. They asked me to walk out and never come back. Handy. Handy. It's unreal what you hear at commercial auditions. The people are like, oh, they're like actors who I think they, they know they're not going to make it. 
and they're kind of giving up and they say stuff like um it's just sad they're like oh uh i heard one guy just telling the girl he's like i'm just i'm vegan now I'm off gluten, something like that, and my chakras are aligned. I'm ready to book. I'm ready to book. I've been writing my own plays. You have to come see a play. And the girl's lying. She's like, I'd love to see your play. I'd really love to see your play. I would love to see your play. I'd love to see your play. What's it about? It's about a man crying for two hours. I'd love to see it. Wow, it sounds so uplifting and really in line with my chakras. They're like, you must come, baby. You must come. It's so nice. It's so nice. It's so nice. So nice to see you. Okay, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go because you know this audition. Oh, I, I think I booked it. I need to book it because, you know, even though I'm now I'm spiritual, I'd love to make it and have the money and the, and the, uh, the fame and everything I hope for. And I can drop the whole fucking spiritual humble grateful bullshit and just spend money spend money and do drugs and die in a pit at the bottom of my garden in the mansion in the hills that's what i really want but for now i'm vegan and i'm loving it babe i'm loving it oh i'm loving it please god matt you book me your ad god i'll suck your dick that's the kind of vibe that you have at these commercial auditions. You know, it's nice. It's nice to feel that sadness when it's so sunny outside and it's so sad inside. It's a nice combination. It's like uh, chocolate and ice cream. They, you wouldn't think they work, but they work. People, you never have chocolate ice, chalk ice as they call them. Chocolate on the outside. The white and the black, you're like, the world is a sad place. But together on a chalk ice, they come together nicely. Harmony like the sadness inside the commercials audition or auditions and the glorious bright warmth outside in the LA life it's a very nice mix uh, is that it is that it is that it for the podcast i believe so what else has been going down this week oh someone gave me a stunning compliment so shout out to who i can't remember someone on instagram said Hey, you know you look like a handsome enemy Winehouse. Which, you know, that made me laugh. So, tip of the hat, top of the morn <laughs> to you. That, that, that was a good one. A handsome Amy Winehouse. I look like a handsome woman, is what you're telling me there. Hey, you look like a handsome woman. Two things. Number one, you look like a woman. Number two, you, you look like a handsome woman. You look like a woman with strong features. You look like a woman with a square jaw. So thank you for that. People call me women all the time and it makes me laugh. Makes me laugh. And that's the main thing, people. If you can make me laugh. Oh, you're halfway there to my penis. If you've got a witty brain. There's nothing better than meeting a witty brain in L.A. I'll take wits before tits. The tits will open the door to my eyes. But the wits will keep the door open. And a little couch in my brain for you to stroll in and sit in my brain. You can sit in my brain, in my couch. And uh, just wits the fuck out of me. Wits me up. If you've got nice tits, even better. But if you've got unreal wits, 
Oh, tickle me giblets. Oh, tickle me asshole. Oh, now we're dancing. Now we're dancing. Although it's bad when you meet with someone and I find... Did you ever meet someone with an unreal brain? Who also happens to be very hot. And then you're just like, oh, I feel bad for everyone else that I thought before that I liked. But then you realize, oh, no, shit. This person is way better. Not that the other people aren't great, but the wits, the mental sharpness, like daggers and swords and knives. And you're like, oh, shit, I got to use my brain to keep up. And then you're like, oh, these other people are sound. But it's the wits, the wits that that'll get you every time. What am I talking? I don't know. The coffee's kicking in. My wits are losing. I'm losing my own wits. I got distracted talking about wits, thinking about tits, though. That's the kind of man I am. My mouth, my brain will say wits, but then my mind, my inner eye will, will drift away and think of nice tits I've seen in my life. You go through, I've seen four tits. Four tits. I've only ever seen single tits of four different women. They all, for some reason, they all only showed me one one breast. One breast. But boy, did they show me their wits. And oh, wits get me every time. Every time. Look at the wits on her. So, yeah, I don't know how we went from a handsome Amy Winehouse to wits and tits. But there we go. You know, sometimes there's, there's points and there's logic. But not in this podcast, people. That's one of the things we put our foot down about. We adamantly say, no, thank you. Structure, get the fuck out of here. Logic, you're not welcome. We don't like you. Cohesiveness, not in this house, people. 905 shall be drive. Not allowed at 905 shall be drive. You can keep going to 211. Two eleven, Benny Trevin. <laughs> I like the way I paused. Two eleven, and then Benny Trevin came in my head, and I said two eleven, and I said, "Hey, brain, think of something better than Benny he- Benny Trevin." Oh, I could have said two eleven, up in heaven, but I said no. My brain said, "Here, Mark, here's Benny Trevin. Do something with Benny Trevin. Make fucking Benny Trevin work like a good boy." And you're my little bitch, my brain said to me. And I paused and I waited and I waited for my brain to give me something else. And my brain said, no, I gave you Benny Trevin. That's all you get. That's all you deserve. 211 Benny Trevin. That's where you go. If you want logic and if you want to be properly entertained, not confused like a lot of this podcast. There's a lot of confusion. A lot of like, wait, what? Wait, I was listening and then he just wait, he was talking about... Wait, what? He was talking about wits, and then he said something about Amy Winehouse, and now he's looking at four tits. Ha! Who's Benny Trevin? And I suppose that's a good question to end it on today, folks. Who is Benny Trevin? Who's Benny Trevin in your life? Who has let you down when your brain... When have you been let down by your brain? My brain the other day had a short laugh actually on Friday... There was a girl in the front row, and she was just like, ah, oh, brutal. Just wouldn't stop talking. I, 
She couldn't whisper. She's in the front row. It's just dumb. And uh, it was her and her boyfriend and her friend. Two. There was like two couples. And she wouldn't shut up. And then she was just laughing at like times when it wasn't funny. And I was like, I was like, is something wrong with you? Why can't you shut up? And she was just like shocked, shocked. I was like, you're sitting front row and you can't shut up. You have to shut up or they're going to kick you out. And she was in a state of shock. And then I said something else. And as I was like doing a setup for a joke, she just starts fake laughing. And I was like, what's wrong with you? But then I, in my head, I was like, oh, is there something actually wrong with her? And she was like, am I not allowed to laugh? And it's annoying when people make noises while you're doing a joke where you might need silence so you can like have the punchline hit or you're building it. And if someone says something during that silence, the joke's ruined. It punches the air, punctures the air, punches and punctures the air. And she wouldn't shut up. And then I went off stage and her boyfriend came up and he was like, uh, I'm sorry. And I was like, what's wrong with her? She's like, she's just drunk. And she was like, after a drink and a half. And then she wouldn't shut up, wouldn't shut up. And then we special guest was like Arsenio Hall. And I was like, here, the front row. He's like, nah, leave her, it's cool. We'll have some fun. And he was killing it. And she still wouldn't shut up. And you can't, it's just so annoying. It's brutal. Even if you're giving compliments and you don't shut up, it's it's annoying. So shut the fuck up. If you ever go to a show and you're like, I'm going to start talking. Don't, unless they ask you to. Don't. And, um... Then he got off stage and she wouldn't shut up. And then the bouncer was like, "We're just gonna have, we're gonna ask her to move to the back." Because I was like, her boyfriend came up and he was like, "I'm sorry," and her boyfriend was sound, but she was like, she kept making her boyfriend go to the back. It was like, oh, brutal to see. Anyway, I was up there and she said something again, and I was like, honestly, you're gonna have to shut the fuck up. Something's wrong with you. And she stood up to say something to me. She's like, You I gotta and she fell over as she was trying to talk. She just fell right over. She looked up at her boyfriend, she was like, Ah and then they were escorting her out and the crowd was all tense and I said, How about I start singing to make it less tense? That's what my brain delivered and then people started laughing, so I said, Go with it and then I just started singing Blue moon, you do 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 do. Blue moon, I don't even know the words. And I sang as she was escorted out. And I suppose that's why my brain people enjoyed it. They're like, you dealt with that really well. That was funny when you were singing and blah 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 blah. And I suppose as a balance it out, just now when I asked my brain for something. My brain gave me 211 Benny Trevin. So that's a great story about singing Blue Moon. You know, maybe that story was more of in the moment, like a lot of the stories were in the moment, and it didn't translate well, but I suppose there we go. That's the podcast, people. Hit me up, but I need a social medias. Instagram, at the Marquez. Twitter, at Trickadoo. Snapchat at Trickadoo. Send me those nudes. Marquez.tv. Check out my books on Amazon. Random, random, or impredom. Until next time. Oh, write a review too on iTunes. If you're listening to the podcast and you're like, I love the podcast. Write a review. Five stars me up. Spread the word. Share it about. Shake and roll. Do all that podcast stuff. 
then hit me up if you have any questions that aren't dumb questions. Because let's be honest, people ask dumb questions. I do it myself quite often. Uh, let me know. Until then, blue moon. Good luck. I do. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.